All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Uncalled For. Um, today we're going to do a soccer podcast, kind of wrapping up the whole uh, Premier League season, kind of going over our teams and how we thought they did, and talk about transfer rumors and stuff like that, too. Um, so, yeah, guys, I mean, the the season just ended. I mean, today's Wednesday. It ended on Sunday. I'm a United fan. I guess you guys can uh, guess how I'm feeling right now. And um, like me. Yeah, feeling a lot better than Trey is. Shut up. (laughs) Trey, how's it feeling? Eighth place. Now, let me ask you this first before you answer that. I know it doesn't feel good. How how do you feel about the season right now? Like how from the expectation at the start to it sort of just falling apart and then rebuilding basically from scratch? Um, David Luiz. Uh, ever since last year, um, when we lost to Chelsea in the uh, Euro- Europa League final, um, they were already like the sp- the fan base was already split between um, if we wanted to keep Emery or not. Because I guess a lot of people, you know, didn't see anything uh, in him, and you know, this guy wasn't gonna uh, take us to the place that we wanted. But you know, it was still kind of early. It was only one season, so. Uh, we just decided to stick with him, and you know, obviously, uh, the first half of the season didn't go as well. Got rid of him, brought in um, Lundberg, didn't go as well. You know, it was kind of fast, but we brought in Arteta, and when, once we brought him in, most points in the league dropped from a winning position, and it, you know, it just never ended. This was this was a very, very long season. Um, you know, obviously from going uh, from top four hopes and a lot of people had us finishing top five, top four, whatever, to eighth place, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of re- kind of hoping that you win the FA Cup to get back into European competition. But I just want the I just want the season to end. It's been so long. Um, I think we just go, need to just go ahead and just proceed with the rebuild um, sign some players, get rid of players, do whatever you need. I just want the season to end. It's been are you such are a you happy season. with Arteta? Like, are you like? Do you look at him and say that's our guy? That's the person that's gonna, you know, take Let us me, to the top. I'm gonna say this: from the time he came in and uh, the first game to the last game of the season, there were major improvements. You can see that uh, there's certain players that, you know, played like they wanted to be there. You know, they got better. For one example, Granite Xhaka. Mm-hmm. You know, when Emery was the coach. He was out. All you can all you can think of was he got subbed off, took off the jersey, threw it up in the air, ran straight or walked straight to the locker room. You know, now he's uh, solidified himself into the starting 11. We can't play without him because if we play without him, the midfield doesn't look the same. So, um, you know, it's just things like that that make you you know make you say Arteta you know he's doing his he's doing his job but at the same time we don't have the players for how he wants to play we have yeah. people like Mustafi Dav Luiz um you know there's no depth within the team outside of Aubameyang uh Lacazette here and there there's really no creativity in an attack and there's nobody that can score so I think we just got to give him uh, a couple transfer windows give him what he needs see what he can do, and then we can make the decision if this is the guy that, you know, we need to go for it. But overall, I like him. I think he's pretty good. Like I said, there was major improvements. You know, and I'll be honest, I feel like, I don't know, like Arsenal have some really good pieces and some bad pieces. It's like a, you have a, a pretty good mix of that. You know, I feel like United are kind of in those that same sort yeah. of spot. I mean, we're a little ahead just because – because of like our midfield for example Mm -hmm. you know but it's like you're kind of teetering between um you can either put a good run together and sustain it but then you also have the some players in the team that just fucking let you down every chance they get you know what i mean it's like for you guys fucking david louise for the most part and mustafi just your back line it's like you guys can play good it's nice to watch you know at times and then it's like out of nowhere you'll have 
somebody just royally fucked something up. And it's like exactly. it's the same thing with United though. We do this like where most of the time we get scored on. It's not really that somebody just like puts a nice passage of play together and scores to finish it off. It's usually just like just uh, your own it's team a, messes it's it up. It's a culmination of a bunch of individual fuck ups where it's I like feel the same thing with Chelsea. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean all all our teams. It's like dude, that's kind of funny. It's like it's just let sense. let it to Harry Maguire and Lindelof to fuck something up, and then De Gea is gonna fucking have one of the worst save attempts you'll ever see. And it's just like, you know, just and the turnovers. Leno's stats just goes to show how bad our, our back line is. There's no, I think, dude, I can't remember how many saves, but he had an, an absurd amount of saves before he got hurt uh, coming back from the restart. And it's just like, no goalie should have that many saves. Well, see, that was like, and I wish I had the stat, like, that's why De Gea used to be so valuable for us, was because the expected goal stat, I think De Gea was like, you know, plus like, 10 or it was some some crazy where it was like he was making saves that should be goals and was winning us so many points that we didn't deserve you know that's why i can't turn on the guy is because i mean i was talking to ben about that earlier that's a guy that look at look at the career trajectory here if he leaves manchester united in 2014 goes to real madrid i'm just gonna go ahead and say it you know if Kaylor Navas can be there and win Champions Leagues. De Gea can do that too. So let's just say the goalie's kind of irrelevant because it kind of was for most of their, you know, uh, Champions League wins. Mm -hmm. De Gea would have four Champions League trophies right now, playing, being Spanish and being the number one for Real Madrid. He he would be looked at right now as maybe the greatest goalie of all time, with four Champions League trophies, some La Ligas thrown in there. Real Madrid and Spain's number one. You know, that he'd be looked at so different, you know, and it's like he stayed here, whether he really wanted to or not, I think it's kind of a mix of both. You know, I think there's a lot of times where if you would have given him just the choice, he probably would have said, fuck you guys, I'm leaving and I wouldn't have blamed him. But that's the kind of thing with our teams, you know, the top teams don't really have, they kind of iron out those mistakes. It's the little things that kill you, you know, and, um... You know, Arsenal start off the restart pretty bad. I don't really know if it was it, it was bad. You also played some good teams, which is rough. You know, I thought I know the one that hurt the most for you guys was losing the Spurs. Yeah, especially you know, with and that, that that's another thing that goes to to show what you said earlier. It was a lot of individual mistakes that really lost us the game. Dude, that game was like. That, that right there was edge, that pass back, Exactly. Like, I blame him more than I blame David Luiz for that because that pass back was just, I mean, so bad. That was just like amateur right there. And that's, you can't give Son that kind of chance because he's going to score it. And, I mean, that's typical Arsenal game day, you know what I mean? You know, we didn't I – mean, I, I didn't watch the whole game, but I saw the first half. We didn't start the game off that well, but mm. – Usually after a goal like what Lacazette scored, you know, yeah. amazing goal, you would expect the team to have some momentum and, you know, they're energetic, they're fired up, they're going to keep the ball and, you know, they're going to look like the dominant team. Nope. Two minutes later. Yes. Yeah. And, and stuff like that is just what really kills the team. And in my opinion, I think that's the reason why we lost. But, I mean, it's nothing new. You know? Aston Villa, you can't lose to them. Aston Villa, uh, you know, you can make the, the argument Watford earlier, or what was it? Did we, we lost, did we lose the Watford or did we draw? No, you, Whatever you beat it was. Him. You beat him in the last game. No, 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 no. It was uh, when Guendouzi um, was, like, showing off, and then a couple minutes later, I think oh, they, they beat us. No, that game, when you guys played Watford earlier in the season, you guys drew. Oh, because okay. I remember at the end of the game, they had a sweaty goal that Decore missed. He missed like a tap in almost on the uh, edge of the six yard box. You guys exactly. drew, and it's just it's just things like that. You know, you shouldn't be losing to teams like that. And you know, when Arteta came in, most drop points from a winning position. That's I don't think that's him. That's just that's just the team at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I don't know. It's just kind of a, a weird I mean, but I mean, from an Arsenal fan, I look at it like this. You know, the worst season in years. This is the worst I've seen Arsenal. This is the worst season I've, you know, since I started watching. And to even think that there's still a chance at eighth place to win a trophy, you know, it might not be as prestigious anymore. And to get European competition, that's still, yeah. in my opinion, it's it's kind of bittersweet, you know. Yeah, yeah. The FA Cup is, uh, I mean, that's basically a. That's our Champions League. Final, I mean, right? yeah. That I mean, that's everything. You know what I mean? Like that literally means two things. You know, it's not just winning a trophy. You know, you need it to set you up for the next season to be in the Europa League. Because even though it's Europa League, it's still important. You know what yeah. I mean? Get extra Granted, prize money and then. I, but I would say too, some teams do really well, like in rebuilding when they don't have to do both. Yeah, I look at Chelsea when they had Antonio Conte. Yeah. His first season, that was after they finished what fucking tenth. Yeah, all of our players stopped playing and they finished. Yeah, under Mourinho, it just fucking fell apart. And then Conte comes in. You know, granted, they Chelsea still had you know Hazard and Willian was a little bit younger. Everybody was it was a great team, a well put together team. You know, and uh, he kind of just. You can play everybody every week. Everybody has a week's worth of rest every week, and you can play hard, you know. And uh, but it's a different to like where Arsenal are. You need to bring in players, and you need some kind of European, you know, competition to do that to attract the players too. To attract them, but it's also better for youth players because you can. I mean, a lot of the Europa League games are fucking bullshit for the Premier League teams and. Other high end teams like you're playing like look like I look at United. There's no reason in the world that we shouldn't win the Europa League this season. We have a five nil aggregate lead on Lask that we're next. I don't expect any fucking regular star. I don't expect. I don't know if one player that played the last game of the season will play in that game. I don't see how anybody why we would. We have five. You know, it's good for the youth player. I would you know. Start. Yeah, I mean, it's like you can mix them in. You know what I mean? It's the good experience for them. You know, like I look at like if you guys keep Ceballos next year as an example, the Europa League, that's his time. You know, say if he stays, Guendouzi, that's his time. Um, Saka, like that's the kind of things. Like unless unless you get you know in the knockout stages, it's like that's when you're guaranteeing them game time. That's their 90 minutes. That's their development. That's them traveling to weird places across Europe, getting used to the, I mean, if there are fans, getting screamed at and all that kind of shit. So, I mean, that's important. Um, that's kind of what we've, United have done with it this year. You know, that's where Greenwood has um, come along. I think that's where we found some players, out, like Angel Gomez, for example, who was, pretty much like looked at by a lot of people in our academy as like the next big thing before Greenwood, you know, and um he just he had some chances. It just didn't really work out and um he's pretty much out the door. He kinda of fucked around with the contract and we were like sign it or leave and he's like held out so and he and it expired. Um that's where I learned hundred percent that Daniel James is not good enough for Manchester United. You know, I see him thrown in against shitty teams and he can't fucking do a damn thing. You know, all he can do is just run around. And I don't know. I mean, whatever. But anyway, Ben, how do you think um how are you how are you feeling right now after the start? You know, and kind of mid-season, going into lockdown, and then now, how do you, how do you feel? Uh, I mean, at the start of the season, I mean, we had a punishment. We had the transfer ban, well, two transfer bans. Uh, only one got up, upheld. We still didn't sign anybody in either window, so I think most people picked us to finish, I guess, between that sixth and tenth spot. So, I mean, I was pretty much in the same boat. You lose Hazard. Um, you don't really have that dynamic, I guess, mm -hmm. offensive force, and the defense is kind of suspect at times. And I guess the strongest part is just the midfield. 
so I didn't really have too high of expectations. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we were top three, pretty much, or cool. top four, pretty much the whole, uh, the whole yeah, season. Yeah, most of the year. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I would be, and I would say, it. I almost think for Lampard and everything, I know it's gonna might sound a little crazy, but having that transfer ban, yeah, almost might have been. I mean, it's obviously not a good thing, but it's like, then it takes the pressure off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you still, I mean, you guys have a fucking human trafficking trade going on with fucking loan players, but, <laughs> but, you yeah, know, it's... Loan army. Well, yeah, I mean, you guys could field, like, fucking four teams with it, and you have a lot of good players. Tammy Abraham had a good season in the championship coming back. Um, Mason Mount. Mason Mount, Mason the same. Mount Frank Lampard, so they were already acquainted. Yeah, and Pulisic. Um, I mean, he was signed in the in the previous winter. It was a blessing. We signed him, and we had already registered Kovacic. Exactly. So, so it was like... Bring those players in. And you guys always had a good midfield. So it yeah. was like, you could always rely... And I would say, the midfield being strong is probably the most important thing overall, because you win and lose games a lot in the midfield. Because you can have a good defensive line, but you can't score goals. If I mean, the only team that bypasses their midfield completely is Liverpool. I mean, that, they're the only people that really make that work. And, um, I mean, it's a whole system. But uh, yeah, I, I was getting worried towards the end. Just leave it to Chelsea to try to screw something up. And Well, it was like, I mean, shit, because it was like after lockdown, you guys had ups and downs. Ups and you guys would win some games and drop some fucking games. And yeah, I was like... Yeah. Yeah, and I'm a United fan, and it just seemed like you guys were, like, begging us to, like, take fucking third spot. <laughs> Sheffield losing that game was a big mm-hmm. loss. Sheffield were in a fucking hard way at that point. I think we had just—I think we just beat them, and then you guys played them, and then they just fucking— Yeah, get scored on by a striker that's never scored in the Premier League and gets two goals against us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, up and down, and— you know, yeah, I, think, I didn't care if it was third or fourth. I just wanted that Champions League spot. Definitely. And and I don't remember where I heard it, but it used to be that the top four, fourth place, you said to play a qualifying game for the Champions League. But apparently this year you don't have to do that. Hmm. No, so, fourth, so fourth place is just automatic Champions League group stage next year, where before it used to be a, a playoff. But usually the playoff is like... Um, the end, well, almost now. You know, Wolves played their Europa League qualifier, like, um, I think July 25th last year. So that tells you how early they decided to start their season for the qualifying. And, um, but, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good, pretty good. Yeah, overall, I think it was a decent season. Uh, we conceded way too many goals. Our goal differential wasn't. As high as it should be for a top four team, I think it was only plus seventeen. Like, it, it was less than that. I thought it was ten. I think it might have been plus thirteen, because remember when I was looking at the table at the end, like before the last game, I think you guys were plus eleven then. You guys won two nil, so no, we finished plus fifteen. Okay, well, yeah, okay. But yeah, you look at everybody around us, like Liverpool's plus fifty-two, City's plus sixty-seven. You guys are plus thirty, and well. And I'll be honest with you, like even Leicester plus twenty six. Yeah, our ours. Yeah, Leicester. That's another fucking thing. Those fucking dudes. I I actually feel bad for them in a way. They were top four the whole fucking year, mm. and those dudes. And and it sucks. The last game against the last few games. No Chilwell. No Madison. No Ricardo Pereira. No Soyun Chu. Um, they had. I mean, those are four really important starters in their team. So Yunchu was awesome this year. Honest to God, like he stepped in for Harry Maguire and they were better off with him. We were we were heavily linked with him last summer. Yeah, I mean he was he was awesome this year. Chilwell, one of the better left backs in the league this year. Um Ricardo Patterson, the right back, he's awesome. Madison James Madison. Nice he got him a nice contract. Well I want to because you just think about Madison. You realized last season the only player in Europe that created more chances than him was Messi. In all of Europe, James Madison was second. 
And so that's huge. That is huge for them, you know, uh, to lose that. And I was fucking, I mean, obviously I'm happy about that. You know, go to play against us is a week inside. I definitely think the end of the season would have been different if all all those players were available, you know. Um, But shit, as a United fan, (laughs) it's crazy because at one point in the season, dude, when we were about mid-table, like Solskjaer was like a game away from getting fired. You know, he, he was like, I can't remember. I need to look at the fucking, uh, games, but, um, I remember it, dude. It it feels so long ago. Like I said, this was such a long season. I remember it. You were saying like there was talks where Solskjaer has, you know, he has to win this game. And if he doesn't, he's out the door and, it almost just seemed like every single time that happened, he won the game. Go on another bad streak, about to get kicked he, out, yeah, he won would, the he, game. Exactly. He would always win when um, it, it always seemed like he would always fucking win uh, right when, like, like you said, like right when the pressure's on. He's a fucking game away. We'd scrape by and it'd save him. All right, now, let me um, ask you this. Do you think that you guys should stick with him? I, I'm gonna be honest, or or do you think it was a like a just a just a streak? Like you guys just went on a good run, and you I just think made it a, by. I think a lot of manager and I, and I, you I I can't get rid of him after getting third. We put on, uh, we had like a twenty game unbeaten run, made up a fucking four a fifteen point gap to get third. We gotta give him. Here's the thing: we gotta back. Spend big this summer, get some help, all of, like a, a winger, defensive midfielder, and a center back. And if it struggles next year, you know, then you have to look at it because now you get third. You can't go backwards now. If there's any backwards step, I think you have to change depending on who's out there. Um, Pochettino's do I think, still out there. Do, I, do I think he's the, do I think Solskjaer is the guy to, um, win a league with us no i don't think he's really you know i don't think he's gonna be that guy but i do think he might i think he might be the guy that um sets us up in a way gets rid of the fucking you know i mean it's kind of cliche to say if you're not fans i hear it all the time get rid of the deadwood and kind of refresh the place and then maybe the next person that takes over doesn't take over a fucking mess. That's kind of the problem we've had. We had David Moyes come in, fuck everything up. Louis Van Hall had to clean up a mess. Kind of set us up afterwards, got rid of a lot of some players and brought in a lot of good young players. Then Mourinho comes in. Mourinho doesn't use young players. He buys older players and set the team up and left us a fucking mess. And then we had to clean up, I mean, the third mess after fucking Alex Ferguson. So I think Solskjaer, the way he likes to use young players and all that kind of stuff, I think he's setting us up regard like regardless of what he does, you know, as far as winning, I think we'll be better off for it in the long run. But I, I mean, I don't Now I'm gonna ask you I'm gonna also ask you this. Do you think it was him or do you th- do you just think it was the quality of players that you had? I, I I'll be honest with you, I think because he because to be honest with you, he we didn't like, we didn't do. I don't know how to really say it. Because it helps from, a lot. With the, I'll tell you what, the lockdown saved us because when we came out of the lockdown, you, you know, know, your players healthy. Bruno gets more time to train with the team. They, even he was good before the lockdown. We played a couple games, but the lockdown, you get to train more with the team. We get Paul Pogba back. We get Rashford back. And Martial gets to rest. You know what I mean? Because before that, we didn't have Pogba and we didn't have Rashford. You know, Bruno just came in. I mean, you look at one point in the season, we were playing fucking Fred, McTominay, Andreas Perez in midfield. Then we got to end the season with Paul Pogba, Bruno Fernandez, and Matt Titch, who got some rest. You know what I mean? And it's like, I mean, it's a, I mean, that's like kind of like a FIFA career mode type move. Where you just fucking have a whole new midfield, that that's like, I mean, Paul Pog was world class. 
Bruno Fernandez, I didn't think he'd be. I really didn't think that he his numbers would transfer over. I know he had a lot of penalties, <laughs> but <laughs> but was that I like fifty percent of his goals or something like that? Probably around there, but still, he had. I think what uh, seven goals. In the, he had seven goals in the league, but he also had like eight or nine assists, which is really good. But also, he had a lot of big goals um, that weren't. And even if he scored four or five goals that aren't penalties, that's still a lot for a central midfielder. Yeah, you know nobody your, else playing in your midfield is going to score that. And the, and the thing is with him too, the difference is, and I, besides the fucking penalties, he's creative because he tries things. That's the thing. We when Fred and McTominay play, and and Pereira, they're very hesitant to try an over the top ball or a quick one touch pass. That's going to try to put through the channel or or thread a pass through somebody. They don't do that. They don't have the ability to do that. That's Bruno one thing that does. I did see in the uh, Leicester City game. Uh, there were a lot of like passes in the final third that he made and gave the ball away, but. When you look it, at it yeah. from a different perspective, if that ball would have got through, and I mean it was close, yeah, some I mean, it was like a like... toe from you know being through. And if he would have got like if he, if those passes would have uh would have been complete, then and and you don't get anywhere if you don't try something. And he's very I mean? progressive too. He he likes yeah to he doesn't he, he doesn't like to go sideways and backwards he wants to go forward and and, and he's a leader too because united don't have any mcguire shouldn't fucking have the the, the uh, captain's armband that's a fucking joke that's bruno from joke. the from the day we signed him i remember the first game against wolves he was like you know he had, i think he was with signed and he would only been with the team like two days but he's on the field and he's bossing players around where to stand and where to go and calling for the ball and yelling at people and it's like I mean, dude, the guy doesn't even fucking know anybody yet. You know what I mean? And it's like he's already telling everybody what to do, you know, because he, you know, he wants to win and and cares and all that kind of shit. And it's like, you know, because he said he's like, I was, a, I'm a fan because when I was younger, you know, I watched and idolized Ronaldo playing here at United because he's Portuguese, you know, obviously. So that was kind of the thing. And um, so he wants to win because that's all he saw them do was win. So, um, but to answer your question, I mean, like I said, I think a lot of managers probably could have put together a good, a good run with a healthy starting eleven because we do. I mean, Martial had an amazing season. His record high goal score, he had twenty two goals and nine assists. Rashford had twenty two goals and um, eight assists. Um, Mason Greenwood had 17 goals and I think five assists. So it's like, you know, everybody kind of took a step up. And Mar and Rashford and Martial missed a huge chunk of the season. Both of them did. Um, so, but at one point in time, you know, we were fucking a game away from, and who knows what the fuck would have happened then. I mean, it was like, I don't know. It was rough. It was like, here's the run. I'm looking at it. It was, shit, this is even in September. We lost 2-0 to West Ham, went, beat Rochdale and Pens. We tied with Arsenal, tied with uh, AZ Alkmaar, lost to Newcastle, drew with Liverpool, uh, barely scraped by Partizan, um, but then we picked it up. Pressure's on. He beat Norwich, then beat Chelsea. Um, then we lose to Bournemouth in the league. You know what I mean? And then we we tie with Sheffield. Then we lose to Astana in the Europa League. Then we tie with Aston Villa. And it's like, then the pressure's on again. Then we beat Spurs. Then we beat City. You know what I mean? It's like, he, he'll go through these stretches, and then somehow we'll barely get through. So... And then we had the one again where we lost to Liverpool and then lost at home to Burnley. But I don't know. But I'll, t I'll tell you what. I don't care how we did it. We were fucking – our players were gassed in the last game. But I am so fucking happy we got third place. I'm so fucking – I don't know. I would have been in a fucking cave somewhere if we would have lost to Leicester on the last day. There's no my week my summer would have been ruined if we would have lost that game. 
Well, the way that game was going in the first half, when Lester missed, oh my god! Yeah, dude. they had they, they had like like what like two one on one opportunities. Yeah, there was a, they had good opportunities, and we missed one when Rashford had the one chance inside the box where he fucking skied it. You know, everybody had it was up for grabs. You know, and uh, for a lot of a lot of the game, they look like the better team. That wasn't a penalty, by the way. That was a pen, hundred <laughs> um, percent. If it was it Arsenal, was it wouldn't have been called. No, that would have been called. That'd have been called by for anybody. Um, but oh, also thank the refs for your goals. Crucial no. ones. No, because more penalties in Liverpool. Yeah, we had more penalties in Liverpool, but I saw a thing where somebody went through every single penalty that we had, and I think out of the fourteen, only two of them, only two or three of them were bad calls. The rest are all pens. And I'll tell so you, here's, here's a were bad calls. Here's part of the okay. Uh, when Mason Mount scored that free kick, Marcus Alonso dove to get yeah, that. Yeah, the same thing for Liverpool when they had their free kick. The guy dove. But so, um, it's just karma. So back. so the thing is. The reason we get a lot of pens is because most of the time that we run into the box, it's usually one player trying to fucking run through two or three players and gets fucking tripped or something. Do you know what I'm saying? It's different when you're passing it around in the box where everybody's already spread around. Us, it's like trying to fucking, on FIFA, you're trying to skill through a bunch of people and you're just, you get fucking bumped. So it's different how you approach it. And how you approach the box. And we counterattack a lot. So most of the time we fucking yeah, count we're in a fucking full speed, you know, counterattack when somebody gets fucking hit in the box. You know what I mean? Then it's a lot more likely. It's just it like I said, it's just just the way it is. And um it's funny because I was watching the True Jordy's kickoff show they have, dude, and they all there's one United fan on there, and Hugh Wizzy. I don't know if you know who he is, Trey. Yeah, yeah he, I'm, I'm familiar with him. Yeah, he was, like, kind of defending United because he's like, I mean, they got a lot of young players. He's he's a very good, like, neutral kind of guy. He's an Arsenal fan, but he, like, he gives teams respect when he, you know, and credit that they deserve. Dude, everybody on that were fucking like, oh, you know, United are so shit and blah, blah, blah. And it's like everybody was just fucking – Hating, <laughs> I I don't know, but I don't know. I, like I I just I don't think Solskjaer's really gonna do much. I don't think he's gonna win. He doesn't do anything tactically that's outstanding ever. He doesn't really do, you know, his substitutions sometimes fucking blow my mind. Um, the way sometimes we'll approach certain games fucking pisses me off. I'm not a huge fan of counterattacking. I mean, I think if you look around Europe, most of the dominant teams are all possession-based teams. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think any... There's not one champion across Europe that's a defensive counterattacking team. So, yeah. Bayern Munich don't. Barcelona, Real Madrid don't. Um, PSG don't. Uh, I don't know. Who else am I forgetting? Liverpool don't. City don't. Arsenal yeah. don't. Uh, Juventus <laughs> don't. Arsenal don't. You guys don't. So, exactly. But Champions So, what do you what do you guys think your teams need to improve to defense? You know, make make the make the top four because I mean, this season was like really really exciting, and I mean, I, I kind of hate the way it is now. I kind of like it the old fashioned way where it was pretty much the same top five, top six, uh, in the same. Maybe there's a surprise team. I don't like how this whole three to three to seven is six points within each other, eight points within each other. I don't like I think, that. I think it's kind of cool when they're close. I hate it. But it, just, hate it, it. but it just shows how shit the league is when yeah. your first place and second place team basically are in their own fucking league and everybody else is fucking battling it out <laughs> to see who can, you know, be the third or fourth best team. And 
Um, I, I mean, I I've remember already... it, dude. I miss it. I miss when Arsenal was consistently getting fourth place. I would, I see it was very frustrating when we were getting fourth place, but now after that happens, I'm very grateful that we had all those fourth place finishes because I would do anything uh, to be fourth place. Tell me, tell me about wanting to go back to the old days. I mean, it'd be nice if United won, but you got to think about it. Alex Ferguson was a manager for 26 years and he won 13 titles. That means he won it on average every other season for 26 years. He was the only, he three-peated the fucking Premier League twice. Three-peat. But to answer your question about the transfers, we need a defensive midfielder, a right winger. I know Greenwood did awesome, but we need a natural winger. The pro- Sometimes the problem with the play is that he comes. Just say Sancho. Come, just don't say. Just say Sancho. Just say you want Sancho. I, I want Sancho, but uh-huh, exactly. we just need a natural winger. I'll take Kingsley Coman as the backup <laughs> option. Stop. Or Adama Traore. I would love to have him, um, because I think he's a re- he can be a real game changer, and I think if you put him with even better players around, if you have Paul Pogba putting through balls to him, okay. Or Bruno. I just think it'd be amazing. Um, but a defensive midfielder that just can run, just is an upgrade on Matic, and then a center back. Somebody that's a real fucking good center back, not fucking a fraud in Harry Maguire. Um, that, and that's all, that's all I think we would need, to be honest with you, to challenge. I really think that. So you're you're content with Rashford? Content with Rashford and Martial, 100%. Mm, Martial, scored Martial scored 17 league goals and didn't get to take a single penalty. I don't have a problem with I don't have a problem with Martial. It's just Rashford, you know. I think he's he's better than Mbappe, so I don't understand the problem. I don't think that's all right, let's end let's end the episode right there. <laughs> I'll see I you mean, guys. But in all the jokes aside, show. I mean, I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine with Rashford. When he's healthy and, and on it. All right. I don't want to hear a complaint next year. I really don't. I didn't, dude. I've been fucking driving the fucking bandwagon of Rashford. We, can, we, can, we, every, can, we can pull up an old episode. Oh, you want to pull up an old episode? We can How pull about, up an old episode. You know what? <laughs> After he scored that fucking uh, 35-yard free kick against Chelsea, I have changed my tune 100%. Dude, you are des- you are bound to score at least one out of the 500 that you've taken. But you know what? He scored at that time, and I changed my mind. Let's okay. Let's let's give a shout out to all the thirty elders that he hit in the. <laughs> I, hey, you know what? I'm sure they were okay with it after he scored that that one. But, kill somebody with them free kicks that he was taking. Oh, for sure. I'm sure he's probably. I mean, just imagine like not paying attention. Like you turn like looking at somebody or talking to somebody, and a fucking knuckleball just smashes you in the face. <laughs> Mm. Oh my god. But uh yeah, but that's, you, ben. that's all I think we need. Uh I don't know. I, I definitely Wait, need... wait, before you say anything, I think you guys are finished. I don't think you guys need anything else. Timo Werner about need... to get high yes, average. Yes. Defense? Defense. Dude. Come on, dude. Dude, I would fucking... love I would love to have Havertz and, and Werner scoring six goals. I wouldn't mind giving yeah, up four if we could score six. Going forward we're fine. Maybe we're And they're the worst goalie in Europe. Yeah, you guys are linked with uh, Declan Rice, right? Yeah, and a lot of other players. But like, we have defense that's clearing balls off their own faces and putting people through on net. We have a goalie that doesn't move. It's conceded eight percent of our history's goals in two seasons. So, yeah, just hearing that's just I don't. So I definitely yeah, I saw goalie. I saw a post where you guys are linked with the goalie from uh IX. I can't remember his name though. Uh oh Nana. Yeah. Yeah, him, Oblock. I don't think we're getting Oblock. Um I think we need a left back, center back, goalie, and there's talks of swapping Jorginho for Aaron Ramsey. I don't know. I like Jorginho. Rumble. Um If you guys I get Aaron Ramsey, I'll be hurt. <laughs> I just think the I don't know Jorginho's not he he's good at settling a game down, but going forward and pace wise, he's just not there. So. See, and the thing is though, is like with that, I can imagine it in my head 
You've Conte is the holding, and yeah, Ramsey's a good box to box midfielder. And then your left side is going to be kind of a little bit more of a creative Mason Mount type player as your other number eight. What's wrong yeah. with uh, Kovacic? Or him? Nothing's wrong with him. He's fine. Yeah, Kovacic, I love having him. But you got to have rotation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because if you don't, like. Well, Ramsey like, would be the perfect rotating midfielder for that. Still got Loftus cheek there. And if we keep Barkley, which we're probably going to sell Barkley. Um, but biggest things you need left back, center back, goalie. And... Yeah, because you got to have rotate. Because that's like United. We didn't have any. That's why we sh- like we're starting to draw and have shaky finishes at the end of the seasons because we played basically the same 11 like every game after restart. And um, because we couldn't, because our bench just isn't, what are you going to do? Fucking bench Paul Pogba for fucking McTominay? And watch him pass the ball sideways fucking 80 times a game. It's sauce. I, I want to read this. I want to read the stats for Kepa though. I liked when we went to a 3 4 3 though Big and trip. had Alonzo as a left wing back, left mid type. He's mm. better going forward than he is defensively, mm-hmm. but Emerson has no place in the squad anymore. Um, and if we have those three center backs, we're definitely going to need another one for rotation. Well, if you guys are going to sell one, you already know where they're going to go. So, I'm going to read Kepa's stats real quick. Terrible, terrible, terrible. He has the worst save percentage in Premier League history. Mm-hmm. That's somebody that's played 10-plus games in a season with 54%. He is he's in 730th place all time. That's last. Um, he has conceded 8% of Chelsea's goals um, since 1992. And he's just oh, done that since, years, no. since the Premier League formed in 92. Okay. And for 30% of his goals that he's conceded this year, 14 out of 47, he did not move. So he did not dive for the ball. You don't want a goalie not moving at all. At least dive. You know, your team is looking at you to make a save and you're just standing still. But, yeah. I mean, you guys did give up some bangers, though, this year. See, but, I don't know. It's like a combination of how shit the defense played at times and the bangers that were scored against us. Like, yeah, at least Caballero died against uh, Caballero died against dive against Rasher. Yeah, but I mean, there's some games where Zuma gives away a ton of chances. Rudiger gives away a ton of chances. Christensen gives away a ton of chances. So I don't know. I say center back. Left back goalie. We about you, Traymar. He's a whole, whole new eleven. Let's just let's just say, yeah, we need nah. Fuck, fuck the eleven. We need a a whole new bench starting eleven. Um, I don't know, but first, I I wanna first things important is we gotta we gotta lock up Aubameyang. Um. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I think he's asking for two hundred fifty a week, two hundred fifty thousand a week, which is worth it, you know, considering that uh, some crazy stat where he's, I probably might have been he scored, I don't know if it's the right number or not, but he scored over seventy percent of our away goals. I believe it. Um, let's just say, I don't know how many, I don't, I don't know how many goals we scored this season, but you know, Golden Boot winner one year, second place the next. Oh, um, the I, fastest player to 50 goals in Arsenal history with the least amount of games. You know, well, it's just you got to lock him up. That's the that's thing. the first thing you got to do. Is, and I'll be honest, there is not a chance in hell you guys will be able to get a striker anywhere near his level Mm-mm, if you let him go. No. That's like why I didn't. Especially why I don't want Pogba to leave. Yeah, I don't. That's why I don't want Pogba to leave because replacing players like that doesn't like. There's only a handful of people that are that score that many goals or or just are that talented. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it would cost you to get a striker that's going to be a golden boot contender every season is going to be like, I mean, that's going to be like $100 million today. Like, if he's a young player, youngish, or it's not a free transfer, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, that's why I don't want Pogba to leave because if you just let him fucking leave, then that's another $100 million you got to spend. You know, it's like your most important signing would be keeping him. Yeah, and, and um, he's the and one I, providing all the goals. And that's what's hard is you guys got to get Ozil, in my opinion, off the books. Mm-hmm. And um, sure. kind of sucks because you guys kind of 
bit the bullet when you sign re-signed him back when him and Sanchez were both kind of um, looking for a contract or a move, and you guys are like stuck with Ozil. And well, I mean, really, it didn't. I guess it wouldn't have mattered which one you picked now. Yeah. But but you kind of sacrificed a lot, you know, mm. and and uh, that's why you know that's why making your, at least the Europa League means a lot. And that's the thing is like you look at like Aubameyang, okay. Like, because he's what now, 30 or 31? Just turned 30, I think, if I believe. Okay, so if Barcelona say, come here, we'll give you 180000 Suarez is kind of on his way out. You can leave the line here. Messi's going to be behind you. And he can have a run at La Liga and the Champions League. You know, that's the kind of problem is it's like sometimes you get where you're not quite cutting it, and then players that have like that are towards the end and need to win now or want to win now. Did you see the thing about what his dad said about being dad? No, I did not. So I, I saw it on Twitter. I don't know if it was on Instagram or something, but his dad like commented saying that, that they already know the decision they're making and God, what the fuck did he else did he say? It almost seemed like he was almost hinting at him moving away. Because he was like congratulating him on like how many goals he scored and stuff like that, mm. and I think he said something like about a new challenge or whatever too. But oh, I, I saw on the the Ornstein whatever David Ornstein where they were saying that like they were they were basically holding talks and like they were talking and then uh, it said Aubameyang was happy and he wanted to stay and um um. That he was looking for two hundred fifty grand a week, mm. and like I said before, it's just that's probably the most important thing is to lock him up. Uh, obviously, get a whole new defense. Well, Kier- Kieran Tierney, he's been good. He's been a solid pickup. Yeah, he's good. Two sit. And another thing is, it's like we have no rotation. Like we yeah. play a lot of young people coming off our bench, and but you guys resigned out of Luis. <laughs> I feel like to me that was more of a. That was more of a veteran type thing, because um, we we still have a lot of or we still have a center back coming in Saliba from yeah, France. Yeah, I, I and that'll be like a new signing. So yeah, I I heard he's he had a, he had a really good season in France. Um, we're linked with Upamakano. That's not gonna happen. Um, yeah, I heard he's like because uh, 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 I think United were linked with him. You know, he actually played for our academy at one point in time too, but. He was like quoted at like sixty million or some shit, mm-hmm. and that's that's a lot, you know. Um, I, I just we we just need a creative. We need somebody that can help Aubameyang because when Aubameyang comes off, we have nobody. We sub in and Ketia and and uh, you know Nicholas Pepe didn't have the best season. He was more of a rotational player. Uh, Lacazette's not going to do what Aubameyang does. He's uh, he's linked with Juventus, and that's the thing. I feel like I feel like you need to you guys need to build more around Aubameyang. I feel like sometimes he gets kind of pushed around out wide and shit like mm-hmm. that. And it's like, yeah, I, I mean, mean, we're we're a one trick pony when it comes to scoring goals, really. Yeah, that's uh, why I've, that's why I've kind of felt like. And I'll be honest, like I don't. It seems like Arteta doesn't want anything to do with Ozil. For sure, uh-huh. and but I, but I still think on if you set the team up right, I think Ozil could still would still have a place. I think he'd do really well. I'm not I'm not sure about that because we play set like now you know now that we got our philosophy philosophy um, set in stone and what you know it's clear what Arteta wants to do. He wants to press. Uh, he wants to keep possession. Um, he wants to play these passing patterns and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, he, wa- he wants and to be he wants people Guardiola. to track back. He wants people to track back. Ozil's not going to track back. We've already seen it with Emery. Ozil is not going to track back. He's going to stay up. He's not going to run towards He's the ball. Player. He's lazy, um, and you know he he basically needs the ball for him to be Ozil, if that makes any sense. Yeah, you, he's not Ozil if he doesn't have the ball. Yeah, you have to. He's a luxury type player, and that's why he left Real Madrid was because. 
that's how, you know, because Mourinho was the coach, okay? So if you know anything about fucking Jose Mourinho, that's the number one thing he hates is somebody that doesn't fucking sprint all around the fucking field and, you know, do everything he asks. You know, he's, that's, you know, him and, I don't know. But it's just. But if I, if it was me, if I was the one to reshape the team, you know, I would definitely, um, you know, like you said, we got to get, we got to get a lot of people, you know, out of the team that have no place. Ozil, Kalasinac has got to go. Um, mustafi has got to go. Uh, Bell, I would honestly get rid of Bellerin too. He's not the same anymore. Um, you know, just, you just need a whole new, uh, identity. I would get rid of Terrera to be honest with you. I love Terrera, but he's not. I mean, I think he's an easily replaceable person. We got to get, we, to me, we got to get rid of the people that are easily replaceable. You can replace Lacazette with Aubameyang. Put Aubameyang in the striker spot. You know, he's already, he's probably going to score more goals than what he does now. Um, Pepe can stay. Um, just, you know. Well, Pepe's going to stay because of how much he costs. Yeah. You know, because if trying to get rid of him, you'd have to. And fucking... when Pepe was good, when Pepe was good, he was, he was really good. But you know, it kind of there was you know there was certain games where it was kind of like he was just going with the flow, and he was whenever he got the ball, he got the ball. You know what I mean? He didn't do much spectacular, but yeah, there just needs to be to me there needs to be more creativity, and we need to have a solid uh, defense. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, anything else you guys want to? cover i mean i think that's pretty much everything yeah i think that pretty much sums it up all right all right well everybody thanks for uh stopping by and listening to um i think this is our third or yeah third soccer podcast um make sure to follow us on twitter um at the uncalled for um Follow us on Spotify and iTunes at the Uncalled For Podcast. Uh, you know, hopefully, and we always say it, we're going to do more and be more consistent. We're trying. Um, and keep, a, keep an eye out for the YouTube as well. We're going to try to make sure we get everything up there as well. Um, also try to put our old ones on there as well. But uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Hope you all have a good day. Hope you all are still safe. Um, and, uh, we'll catch you guys later. I'm sweating right now, but I didn't want to turn on my fan.